Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, before I get on to our next episode, which is Rose, the very first Christopher Eccleston episode, um, Earth 2 Peter has been in contact from the sky um, to say it's been an age since I saw the first episodes of Doctor Who, so it was a joy to watch them again and remind myself of them. Uh, he mentions how I was talking about how spooky it was because everything's in black and white. And he said, I'm correct because the sets are so dark, <laughs> we can't see the back of the studio. Um, there's a problem with people trying to colourise black and white photos and film. The contrast is set up so things appear as nicely as possible in the media they're being shot. But once things are colourised, some colours are overbearing compared with how things are naturally, so it doesn't always work. To have the dark background as black and not seeing what's in the shadows does really give the spooky feel yeah i didn't realize that that's the part of the the darkness is because there's a wall there uh, <laughs> it's like don't show the wall it's painted on um i mean you know when when we get around to watching some of the 60s dalek ones which have i mean we've got the animated ones which look fine but because we can't see that the majority of them are <laughs> Cardboard cutouts of da- of Daleks. I only had like two or three in the studio, and the rest were all just uh, photos on the wall. Hilarious. Um, but Peter goes on. I must say, one of the things I do like about Doctor Who is how some things change, whereas others stay the same. The opening credits get updated every so often, usually with a new Doctor nowadays. But the sound of the TARDIS has remained the same since Episode One. Uh, it's never been tinkered with, um, which I'm sure some show in the US would have done with it when some corporate nobody tries to give it some new energy or other cringeworthy catchphrase. It's, look, the problem is middle management, um, which I kind of became concerned about with the new series because when they had like the breakdown of who's working on it now in um doctor who magazine there were like 12 executive producers like in the past it was like 
Russell T. Davis, uh, the head of, you know, BBC drama or whoever was that, um, and maybe one other. Whereas now there's like seven or eight. I know one of them is just like executive producer of design, like, uh, you know, he did an interview in this this month or the month before's Doctor Who magazine where, you know, he's basically in charge of the look of the show, like the set decorating, the set design, the production design, all that kind of thing. Um, and I, I'm guessing a lot of these people have executive producer titles because partly because of the streaming deal with Disney. Because um, if you watch a show on Disney Plus, oh, my God, there's so many executive producers. Um, but also if they are, you know, I don't know if you've seen the picture of Shudi Gatwa in Cardiff and it says Home of the Hooniverse, which is, you know, almost confirmation that there's going to be more than one show. It's more, it's going to be more than just Doctor Who. So perhaps all of these executive producers who would normally be production designer or, you know, post, post-production uh, person have got a title. <laughs> post-producer, I think they're called on our show anyway. But, you know, the person who's in charge of visual effects and all the things that have them, like the post-editing and stuff, the audio editing. Um, But, yeah, so all these different people would normally just get that title, but maybe they're overseeing more than one show. Uh, So they've been given executive producer roles because, you know, they're in charge of, for instance, the executive producer in charge of production design for all of the, the new shows that are coming through. So that's that's one. I'm having production theories now. I'm having theories about everything. Um, but yeah, when I saw that many executive producers, I thought, oh, that's just more people to tell you something. <laughs> like you have to put in so many blue boats for all those people. Like this is something. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a bit of a bandit for the blue boat, uh, which is. Sometimes when you'll submit something, whether it's a script or, you know, your work for, for, you know, and then someone above you has to have some sort of input into it, Um, depending how many layers of middle management there are between you and the thing being signed off and accepted, each one of those people needs a blue boat. Um, And a blue boat is, you know... It's basically some story about a painter who was commissioned to do this painting um, and he knew that his the person commissioning was a bit of a fuss budget and would want to have some sort of input. So, he just painted this really ugly blue boat in the middle <laughs> of the thing um, that he knew was terrible. And the person came in and was like, I love it, I love it. I don't like the blue boat. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'll get rid of the blue boat. So... <laughs> And putting in blue boats is where you basically put something into your work that you know is patently awful um, so that someone will have agency when they can go, yeah, I didn't really like this. And you can go, yeah, of course you didn't. You weren't meant to. Um, Rather than them trying to mess around with things you actually care about. Uh, But I guess, you know, with Russell T. Davis being top of the tree um, or, you know, very close to the top. Uh, there aren't going to be that many people above him messing with his scripts. Uh, but, yeah, and he did say, like, all the notes that he'd gotten through from uh, the Disney Plus people had all been really, really encouraging. And he's like, every show has it now. Like, every there's not a single show that's on that's not made with a production partner. So they've all uh, had notes from some streaming service somewhere going, can we get rid of this? Can we move that? Can we change that? It's just about, you know, 
like sometimes you have to argue about things. It's like, I think this needs to be in there. Or someone says, can you put that in? It's like, no, that's going to make it terrible. Um, like when we were making Outland and there was, you know, someone said, do we need a straight character in it? And I'm like, well, look, just as soon as a straight character turns up, all anyone's going to think about is when do they turn gay or which gay person's going to fall in love with a straight character and get their heart broken. It's like it's such a boring trope that we've seen a thousand times that it it actually it, it actually moves the story away from the story we were trying to tell. Um, so, and then a reviewer said that um, and in a very homophobic way and they got fired. Anyway, uh, <laughs> look over there. Um, but yeah, so but <laughs> Peter uh, says the BBC have always stuck to their guns uh, with what the TARDIS sounds like and what it looks like. I mean, it's changed size slightly, but it's still recognisable as an old police box. I think they've trademarked that police box too, that shape, um, the colour and stuff. Like it's that's a trademarked thing now that means Doctor Who. So. The BBC have got that all sewn up. Uh, Peter also says, I did laugh when the big cat, or whatever it was, attacked the humans. From day one, the BBC was into cost-cutting and the attack was done off-screen. Nothing like saving on budget to say, look what's happened off-screen, I'll explain it to you. Yeah, that's like um, a famous, uh, was it Michael Caine was telling the story? Or someone was like, you know... The movie Zulu, which is about, you know, terrible colonialism and war uh, in Africa. Um, anyway, like the film is spectacular because there's great big scenes, but they were talking about, you know, filming that for television where it would just be <laughs> three three soldiers in a tent and then one of them just pokes his head out and goes, there's hundreds of them out there. <laughs> and that's how it works. Like that's one of the good things about audio is like even though it is that because you don't see them stuck in the tent, <laughs> you can imagine the hundreds of them. But you know, it's a it's a good get around <laughs> work around. <laughs> um uh Peter says, I'm riding this at uh thirty-five thousand feet. Whoa, in the sky, he's flying. He's, oh boy, are his arms tired. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> From all the riding, his arms are tired. I'm riding this at thirty-five thousand feet, so I can't check the details myself. But the story about the creation of Doctor Who with the special around the time of the 50th anniversary episode was a great insight into how these episodes are made. It's probably a must-watch after seeing the episodes themselves. I might do that when I wake up early with jet lag. Oh yeah. Yes, an adventure in space and time. We should put that on our list of things to watch because that's beautiful. I cried like a baby. Um, The first time I watched that, written by Mark Gatiss. Um, Yeah, Jessica Rain and Sasha Dewan. It's a great cast. David Bradley playing William Hartnell. Like it is. Oh, yeah. Should we watch that? I mean, we're going to watch Rose. We'll put it on the list. It'll go on our 60th anniversary list of things to watch. I'm going to have such a list that it'll be the 70th anniversary and I'll still only be like three things into the list because of me and my ridiculous tangents. Um, Anyway, I have another letter from Peter, uh, which I will get into in the next episode, but uh, we're hearkening back to the end of time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.